listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Welcome to the Sports Pharmacy Podcast. My name is Dr. H and I am your host. I am a wellness pharmacist, pharmacy owner, and certified sports nutritionist. Join me while we discuss a wide range of topics ranging from health and wellness, sports, and even some small business secrets. Feel free to join our Discord for more interactions with me and other fellow listeners. Now let's get into the show. Welcome, 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 sports pharmacy fans. I have with me my new friend, Chris Betcher from Brother to Brother. Oh, one of the founders of Brother to Brother. Excuse me. How are you, bro? I'm doing well, H. How's your morning going? It's going, man. You know, got my workout on this morning. Um, right now we're sitting. It's 8.30 Central Time, 9.30 in the East Coast. Um, was able to get the workout in, drink my protein, just had breakfast. Now I'm starting to get my day started, man. Nice. Crushing it already. I love to hear it. You, you got to, man. I mean, it's like we were just talking about how hot it is here in Texas. So it's it's uh, supposed to be like, what, 107 today. So I was like, let me just get all my stuff done early so I can just work on stuff in the house. Yeah, man. I uh, That Texas heat is no joke. Uh, in yeah. the Car- Carolinas, we get some heat, but not not nearly the the same level as you guys are dealing with over there. It's, but as you know, from my memory, from being from North Carolina, it's the humidity that gets you on the East Coast, man. That humidity messes you up. Yeah, definitely. And you kind of have to, like you said, plan your workouts accordingly yeah. because uh, that, that heart rate jumps up pretty fast if you wait till midday. Yeah. Um, so I, I met Chris last week uh, through a friend of ours, a mutual friend, Warren. Um, and by the way, bro, he speaks really highly of you, like highly, more highly than he, I'm pretty sure he speaks about me. And so I was like, man, this guy is, I got to, got to get to know this guy. Yeah. Uh, Warren's a beast. I love that guy. I'm glad we connected probably about six months ago. And, um, yeah, he's just one of those guys that you can tell from the beginning. He's, he's just authentic dude. And, yeah. um, and you know, he, he definitely puts up all this, all the information he puts out, he backs it up just because I know his work ethic, not only on the, the physical side with his training, but also with what he does uh, with his clients and with his business. Uh, the guy never stops. So uh, I love Warren. Yeah, I uh, I worked out with him this morning, and I and he was like, we finished our arm work, our pull today today, so we did pull, so was, uh, arms and back. And after the end, I was dead, man. I was like, man, my arms feel like jelly. And he's like, all right, now it's time to go play basketball. I was like, what on earth am I supposed to? <laughs> you want me to play? I'm wearing a soccer jersey. I'm wearing Vans. You really want me to go play basketball? So I was like, okay. So we played some basketball. So that was that was interesting. That was interesting. Yeah, what are those? Uh, that's kind of where my background was. Is I, I played a little bit of, of college basketball um, and then got into track stuff. And it's like, yeah, you get done with a lift. Those first couple jump shots are going over the backboard for sure. Oh, 100%, man, 100%. And I'm like, I'm a soccer player. So it's not like I have like the best form in general. So he's trying to show me how to keep my elbows in. And I'm like, man, I just, let me just kick the ball in the net. All right. <laughs> uh, you played basketball in college? Yeah. So that was, that's actually my, I would say my first passion. I, that's probably why I left the Midwest is I spent all my winters hating the, hitting the cold yep. and inside a gym. So yeah, my, my family, I have three younger brothers. One of them obviously, uh, works alongside me, Brett, but, uh, yeah, he, he played some college basketball and then I, I did, um, about a year and a half of it. And then uh, I was a better track and, uh, distance athlete. So then I kind of transitioned into just exclusively on the track side of it, but nice. yeah. So, uh, what what school did you go to again? Remind me. I went to a small school in Wisconsin called Concordia, uh, and nice. then ended up at at Elon University for my uh, for my doctorate degree. Nice, right down the road from my hometown. Man. Yeah, uh, it's small it's, world, man. Small world. 
Yeah, when you um, said Greensboro, it, it kind of uh, took me, I had to take a step back. I was like, I spent way too much time in Greensboro growing up. It's a fun city. Like, uh, I was there for undergrad and it was there. I was there. I was born and raised right there. So it was like, I was, I was around. So, um, when we, we used to go out downtown Greensboro and there used to be this club called Inferno is where we always used to go. Um, and apparently that place is still going, which blew my mind. And it's just, it's just like, even through COVID, they're like, whatever, we don't really care. And it was that grimy, but I love that place, man. Shout out to Inferno in Greensboro. Yeah, we spent quite a bit of time not at Inferno, but Grasshopper Games. And, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. All there you go. There you it's go. A, it's a nice little area over there for sure. Nice. Yeah, my parents still live out in Greensboro. They're uh, they're happy just living their life out there. They wanted to avoid the uh, the storms and the heat of of Texas, so they refused to move here. Unfortunately. Well, maybe grandkids will be able to entice them at some. Point. There you go. There we go. Now we're talking. Um, so I, I want to get more information, and I want to teach you know our listeners a lot about about you. And so you went to. Elon University, and you got your doctorate in physical therapy. Um, you were working as a physical therapist. Tell us a little bit about how that was when you were first starting out and what you wanted to, how, what did you want to accomplish at that point? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I was kind of that typical athlete all the way through high school and college who wanted to stay somewhat attached to athletics. And uh, so, to me, physical therapy was a logical step. And so, I kind of came in full, you know, guns blazing, excited about doing the sports ortho side of things. Enjoyed it early on, got to work with, you know, a lot of uh, high level college athletes, a few uh, lower level Olympic athletes and was able to just enjoy it. But, you know, the, the biggest thing that I was finding was my time demands were, you know, I wasn't really ever able to give a patient one on one time. It was always juggling two or three patients at a time and um, and then getting into kind of the burden of student debt and recognizing oh, yeah. that, you know, the only way to really continue to to chomp away at that was to work longer hours, see more patients. And so you just kind of fall into that, I think the typical medical mm -hmm. trap where you just, the only way to escape is to just do more. Um, and fortunately for a number of years, I, I was racing Ironman and was able to pour in a lot of my, I would say, passion into that. And I think it mm -hmm. distracted me away from some of my frustrations with the healthcare system. But, you know, Ironman's a lot of time commitment. I had accomplished uh, quite a bit over the course of seven or eight years, got married and just realized, you know, the first six months of our marriage, uh, I was training, I qualified and was training for Kona. And I was just like, oh, nice. I don't want to, I don't want to spend the rest of my, you know, time with my wife when I should be focusing on my family, just, you know, training and training and training. So I actually kind of gave it up for, for a period of time and just realized like I need to reflect and step back from this and. I don't really know what else I have to prove in, in this sport. So uh, unfortunately, what that did was, you know, leave a pretty significant gap in my life. And I and then I realized very quickly that, yeah, healthcare and, and the trajectory that I was on was not sustainable. And mm -hmm. it, it kind of, you know, I think there's a lot of guys that find themselves in that position, too, where they just don't really know where to go from here. Um, and so COVID fortunately gave me that opportunity to take a step back and reflect and um, I was just like, none of this makes sense. You know, we're not really helping people anymore. By that point I had transitioned into, uh, uh, home health and mm -hmm. home health was a, a very eye open experience for me because you get to see people in their homes, how yeah. they're managing, you know, especially on like the pharmacy side, how they're managing their medications. A lot of them didn't even know where their pill models were, didn't know what they were taking them for. And I was like, this can't be how we, this is not healthcare, you know? So yeah. I just, 
you know, my brother at that point had spent a few years in, in therapy as well. And we were just having these conversations of like, there's got to be something better that we can do. And mm-hmm. we've got to be able to get more on the preventative side of this versus this reactive care that, you know, you send me into the home and I'm supposed to do, you know, 45 minutes of exercise with somebody whose nutrition is broken, doesn't know why they're taking their medications. And the last thing on their mind with all the stress that they're doing is to just add in, you know, here's your exercise routine that we expect you to do. And sorry, but I can only see you once a week. So I'll see you next Wednesday. You know, it's just, it doesn't, it didn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, kind of one thing led to another and um, we just kind of decided to build something else. And here we are. Yeah. Well, um, just to kind of give my pharmacy people just a, a, a a parallel to kind of what you went through. So it's, it's pretty much, and so, correct me if I'm wrong. It's pretty much when you know when when you graduate from school, especially pharmacy school, um, it's like going into the corporate, you know, big chain pharmacies and working for them for a while, starting to realize that you really can affect patient care as well as you can working for you know some of the big box locations, and that's when you transition to you know your home health, where for us would be like, I think it would be comparable to working for like an insurance company where you get to like try to manage someone's mess from far away. And then leaving and kind of doing your own independent thing, kind of like what I did, right? So that's that's probably the the parallel I can make with pharmacy. Do you think that would be fair? Yeah, that sounds pretty accurate. I, yeah, I think you. I think most, especially when it comes to the outpatient clinics, most yeah. of them have all been bought up, and they've they've become more of the, you know, there's there's 500 locations of this same brand, and it's very yep. cookie cutter, and mm-hmm. they just kind of turn and burn patients. So I'm sure that's very similar to what you guys experience. I have a buddy of mine that's also a a, a, a PT as well. He uh, he actually works for a soccer team now, as a physical therapist for the soccer team. He's he's really passionate about soccer, so he really he really enjoys doing that. Um, that's cool, man. So you you transitioned away. You and your brother came up with, and I I love the website. I was I was just I have it pulled up over here on my other screen. Brother to brother dot com. Um, my man, tell tell me about this. I love seeing it. Yeah, so I, I kind of touched on this earlier, but you know we we had kind of fallen into sort of that dark space in our lives where both of us were just grinding and, you know, being, I was a young dad at that point, felt like I wasn't that present, had started to kind of fall into the trap of neglecting my health. And, uh, once COVID came around, we just recognized that nutrition and health was really the, the way to create margin in your life to just accomplish other things. And so it kind of all starts with that. And whether that's, you know, looking to, uh, you know, take a deeper dive spiritually, whether you're looking to uh, start a business, you know, expand, uh, just become a, a better a more present father or a more present husband. Like it all really comes back to health. And if you don't have that, then you're kind of just chasing at that point. And, and so we just realized that was us. And we started when we focused on our health, it changed the game. And we were able to, again, just create that margin for our, for our lives and for our families. So why can't we do that and help other guys do the same? And mm-hmm. so, you know, we recognize the isolation coming out of COVID. We recognize that a lot of guys don't have a lot of positive influences in their life. And certainly on the health side, don't have a lot of positive influences in their lives. So maybe we can try to create some kind of a program that helps bring a community together of like-minded men. And um, yeah, so we've been at that now a little over a year. And, you know, we've, we've worked with uh, probably close to 100 and. 20, 130 guys since that time. Nice. And it's been, uh, it's been amazing. I mean, we, we love, we love what we're doing and, you know, not only are guys getting results, but they're feeling like they're sustainable results and trying to create some level of baseline education for them too, along the way. Mm-hmm. So that this is something that they can use the rest of their lives. 
Yeah, I mean, as as a husband uh, myself, uh, that that speaks really hard to me because you know, as when I was starting Stonebriar, I I felt like I was focusing too much on my business and not so much on my family. And you know, hearing hearing that there's a there's a solid group of of guys that really go through similar things is is music to my ears, man. Because I I can tell you how many men struggle with that transition that may not have the opportunity to understand it before it's too late. Right. Like, and like you said, it's all about building that family around you. And one of the things on your website, um, at the very top, it says, dads, it's time to lead your family. And that includes, you know, making sure a you're alive for your family, right? Like you're able to, you know, live past the age of, you know, 50, 60 years old. And then also not falling into the traps of watching these 20 year olds, 20 plus year olds on Instagram that are trying to give, you know, sometimes they probably do give good advice. I'm not going to say anything, but a lot of times for someone like me, that's 36, I can't do that kind of shit, man. I just, I can't like, it's just not, not in my, not in my repertoire. And, and like you mentioned Warren earlier, he, he understands that he understands my limitations and, and help me with my workouts. Just, I feel like you guys do a pretty similar thing. So you guys are up to how many clients now in your, in your programs? Yeah, so we're working with about 50 guys right now. Nice. Uh, and it's, it's uh, again, the community is great because we've got guys that are just getting started who maybe aren't quite sure if this is going to work for them. They've made the commitment, but they're still kind of on the fence. And they're, be, they're able to kind of come alongside guys who are like, I lost 50 pounds doing this and this works. So you just have mm-hmm. to show up every day. And so that, that's what's helpful now is we, we have this, this foundational piece where you know guys are sharing stories and Brett and I say this all the time, like we don't want to be lecturing guys. We don't want to be, we, we want the community to do a lot of the teaching for us where you guys are sharing ideas on recipes. Guys are sharing ideas on, you know, this is, this is what I tried to try to substitute away from, you know, the extra cup of coffee in the afternoon that affects my sleep. And so all these little things that uh, it's great to hear from us, but I think it's more powerful to hear from other guys who have made yeah, it work in it. their lives. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so as you said, it, it just becomes more relatable to them. And yeah, I mean, there's just, like you said, there's a lot of guys who are in their forties, fifties, sixties that we're working with right now that are just trying to, trying to do better and, uh, they don't necessarily need to have it perfect. And that's the other part of this is I think being a, being a dad or being a husband, we, we're not going to get it right every time. And so no. we're going to, we're going to, we're going to make a mistake, but you know, never miss twice is kind of our mentality of. Uh, life comes at you fast sometimes, and as long as you can have a system in place that allows you to to kind of get back on the horse the next day, then you can continue to make positive changes day in and day out. Um, and of course, that just has ripple effects throughout our families and throughout our communities when of course. you know guys are guys are showing up and, and taking care of themselves. So, when you have a new client comes in, um, what are some of the challenges that you're presented with with each new client? Is there anything like you see more often? Yeah. So, I mean, we work with a lot of guys who, you know, they've coupled, I would say two different options. They, they were athletes early on and maybe 10, 15 years pass, or, you know, they, they just lose that passion for their body, so to speak, after athletics. And then they kind of fall into that corporate rat race or having children or whatever that is. And so just trying to get them to buy in that, like, this is possible for you again, and understand that it doesn't take a huge amount of time commitment and you know you start establish those nutritional things and they're like you know i've been i've been working out five days a week for an hour and i can't lose weight and it's like well actually you probably don't even have to work out that hard we no, just I learned need, that way we just yeah. need to dial in your workouts and make them you know more effective for you so it's not mm-hmm. just added stress to what you're doing day in and day out and then yeah you if you take 
you take someone who has, you know, moderate to poor nutrition and you make three or four small tangible changes, they can, they can make significant impact on the scale and with, you know, lean muscle mass pretty quickly. Uh, and it's, it's the benefit of kind of working with guys that maybe haven't been in the gym for a while is they're actually going to make more changes quickly. But uh, it's just those first, you know, we get those first couple weeks going. And once they start to see that momentum, then it becomes something that they almost become addicted to the progress. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I think it's just the idea that they, can, they have the belief in themselves that they can do this. So that's, that's probably number one. Um, and then just navigating people who haven't, again, haven't worked out maybe for a long time or don't have a background in it. So we try to use our, you know, we try to use our, our therapy skills to make sure we're not going to get guys hurt. And, yeah. uh, you know, the kind of the opposite of, of health is injury. So we want to make yeah. sure that, you know, you don't jump into the gym in the first couple of weeks you're getting hurt because then that's very defeating and it's definitely yep. not going to help on the belief side as well. So I think those are the two biggest things uh, that stand out. Yeah. And one, one thing that you did mention is, is making small tangible changes because I know a lot of people like for me, for example, when you're wanting to jump in, you know, start working out, start eating better, you make too drastic a change. It's not sustainable. It's not something you can keep up with. Um, when I, when I was struggling with my weight and, and my sugar, I, I decided that, you know, I'm going to make a just sweeping change. I'm going to change everything. And so I was like, I didn't eat carbs for a year, man, a whole year of no eating carbs. And then I realized I was like, man, this sucks. I can't, I can't keep this up. And, um, after a year I started to slip up too. And I just, I gained some weight back and I was like, all right, now I'm just going to make small changes. I don't have to work five days. I don't have to work out five days a week, but you know, three days a week is perfect for me. And an extra day of cardio or yoga with my wife. It's perfect. So it's just, it's, it's, you're going to help people and others will help obviously within your group finding that perfect balance. Cause that's all it is, right? It's not just about, you know, you can't have one focus on one thing and lose the priority of another. And I, I, I love that you mentioned that, man. Yeah. Every once in a while, we have to kind of pull back the leash because you get guys that are coming in and they want to just go all in. They're like, I want to work out five, six days a week. And it's one of those things where we say, let's start with three because yeah. again, you go all out or th- there's this element too of, I go back to the mental side of it of if we say we're going to do five days a week and we only get four, we somehow feel like we failed when yeah. those four workouts are still helping us move forward. But we just, we've recognized in our heads that like, we didn't do what we said we were going to do. So, you know, we, t- we make sure that guys are committing to something that they absolutely believe they can get in every week. And maybe that's only two workouts to start off with. And, and then you can kind of build on that as they, they start to, you know, see the improvements, uh, enjoy the gains and kind of fall in love with the process. Absolutely. And, and Chris, you, you do a really good job of even sharing the information without even being part of your group. And uh, you're a good, you're a great follow on Twitter and I, I really enjoy reading your tweets. I know you said you kind of don't do it as much, man, but I, I really, I really hope you will continue to do that because giving that information out to people is really helpful. Yeah, it's, um, it's definitely something I, I, I enjoy, uh, to a certain extent. It, it certainly becomes a, a bit of, uh, of a stress at times, but I oh, yeah. recognize that, you know, being able to put that content out consistently is helping people. And, and it's really, it's reassuring to me to get messages from people that say, you know, I've been trying to incorporate some of your stuff over the past six months. And, you know, I just, I feel less anxiety, less stress. I'm down a few pounds, like all that stuff certainly, uh, is that, that positive feedback that, that kind of keeps me going. So trying to keep things in balance, you know, trying to, to manage, uh, I, I never in my wildest dreams imagined being on social media. Um, I, I hated it years and years and years. And so I'm still, 
I'm still very, very deliberate about how much time I spend on there just because the, the inputs can get out of hand pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, I think Twitter, if you, if you organize it correctly and you, you mm-hmm. make sure that you're paying attention to those follows and, and the information that you're taking in, it can definitely change your life. And, and it's some sure. one of those things that I think for both Brett and I would agree, you know, being able to connect with guys like you and uh, Warren, that wouldn't have been possible without social media. Yeah, so if absolutely. you, you structure it right, it can bring some amazing people into your lives. That's amazing, man. Yeah. And, um, I want to transition for a second and we'll get back into to business talk, but this is a sports podcast as well. We, we got to talk sports. You mentioned that you played basketball. Do you still watch any basketball now? I do. I would say, you know, I don't watch a whole lot of NBA anymore, although growing up in Wisconsin, you know, I still, the Bucks are still pretty good. So I'll, I'll pay yeah. attention every once in a while, but it's a little tough for me to watch just because the game has changed. A lot. It really has. Uh, yeah. I, I definitely prefer, I would say, the college game. And, oh, yeah. Uh, this is not going to probably go over very well, but being a Wisconsin fan, it's a very yeah. deliberate style of play where you can basically grind people down. And I love that. I, I love the, the slow, methodical play that just basically, you know, you outsmart your opponent. You don't have to be physically uh, as I gifted, guess. but yeah. uh, it doesn't go over very well. But <laughs> I will say that I, I do enjoy that style, even though most people hate it. I hate it. I'll be honest with you. And um, I'm, I'm a big I'm a big Charlotte Hornets fan. And I think they drafted uh, a Wisconsin player a couple years ago, right? Yeah, Kaminsky after he Kaminsky. Almost- yep. And that dude was a flop at the NBA, man. Yeah, like, he struggled. Yeah, it's it's tough to translate the game from college to NBA, and it's 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 tough. Like I, I completely get it. So Wisconsin basketball. So during I, I'm sorry we get to talk during March or anything like that, but it was. Uh, it's always fun to watch college basketball. That's my favorite. Being a Texas man, nobody understands college basketball like that. Like they do in the East Coast. I mean, for me, growing up, they used to they used to close our high school and send us to the games to go watch the games at Greensboro Coliseum. Like that's that's how dedicated they were over there, man. It was it was really cool. Um, are you do do you watch any NFL at all or any, any football? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, obviously I'm a Packer fan as well, but yeah, well, I, I, I do want to mention this. I you talked about the Greensboro Coliseum. It's probably one of my all time favorite sports uh, when or sporting events of that when I was in grad school uh, I got a chance to go to that regional when uh, CJ McCollum went off on Duke oh I yeah that. that's right I yeah. remember that that was cool yeah, so yeah man we, that was awesome snuck down to like the second row and watched him nice. go off for like 40 that night it was awesome nice anytime you can do that on Duke I'm very happy with you know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Packers fan huh so no more Aaron Rodgers that's gone uh Who's the quarterback now? Jordan, uh, Jordan Love, Jordan right? Love, yeah. Jordan Love, yeah. Jordan Love. Okay, that's that's exciting, right? Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's the first time in my life we haven't had a future Hall of Famer under center, so okay, I, I don't I, really know what to expect. I'm going to give you a hot take. All right, I'm going to give you a hot take. Aaron Rodgers has one Super Bowl, right? What qualifies him? I hate Aaron. I'm sorry, I hate Aaron Rodgers. What qualifies him to be a Hall of Famer? Please tell me, enlighten me. I mean, if you look at the, all the statistics, uh, he's, he's the most efficient passer of all time. And he only, I agree. It's, it's extreme. I'll be having, having Brett Favre and then yeah. followed by Aaron Rodgers to only have two Super Bowls in 35 years is nuts. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense. And so I, I will say that I feel like we've, we've squandered a lot of arm talent there over the last 30 years, but. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm hopeful that maybe getting a, a younger guy in there will be able mm-hmm. to surround him with. I mean, we finally drafted a host of of skilled position players for yeah. the first time that I can remember. So 
They're trying yep. their best. I don't understand why they waited so long to do that, mm -hmm. but that's why I'm not a general manager, I guess. That's true. I mean, they really never really surrounded Rodgers with a lot of talent. They had Devontae Adams for a while, but um, I'm a big Panthers fan, and I have been for years, so we've, we're used to squandering opportunity. My, boy, my, my, my poor Cam Newton, man, I feel so bad for him. Yeah, he never got a whole lot of support either, did he? <laughs> yeah, man. I, just, I mean, that Super, Bowl, that Super Bowl season, he had Ted Ginn as his number one receiver. That's who, that's who we went into the season, our number one receiver. So <laughs> we can talk about that another day. It's a whole other podcast of me yelling about the Panthers, man. I just, I hope, I hope Bryce Young is good. I heard he's shorter than I am. I'm six foot. He's like five, seven or something. I don't even know. Um, but so I'm hoping he's good, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I think you guys have, have done some quality things over the last so. uh, few months, so we'll see what yeah. happens. And the nice thing, the, the thing that's fun about it now is that it, it does feel like more than ever, aside from, you know, Kansas City and, and Cincinnati mm -hmm. are both pretty, you know, but on the on the NFC side of things, it's wide open. It's open. Yeah, yeah it really is, yeah. Now that Tom Brady's gone, thank God. And, you know, there's been a, some shift. Aaron Rodgers left for the AFC, so that's, that's that's you know, it's a little bit more work for them. There really is. It's a big hole for for the NFC to have somebody new. That'd be pretty cool to see. Um, all right, man. So let's get back into Brother Brother You. So I I, I love the website, brother2brotheru.com. Where do you see it going in the future? Yeah, so, I mean, realistically, we want this community to continue to evolve. And so Brett and I are working hard to build out some courses. So we see this as a community, but we also see this as something where you have that consistent accountability. Um, you have opportunities to have access to, you know, things on on core work, on mobility work, on if you're trying to get into, you know, we've got a lot of guys who they've lost 30 pounds and now they're looking to tackle their first half marathon or jumping into Ironman. Uh, so, got, so basically we can help guys go from, you know, having zero control of their health to hopefully being able to accomplish things that they never thought possible. So um, it's, it's something that's going to certainly continue to evolve. And uh, we recognize we're still probably in the infancy of it. It's only been about a year. And, uh, but at, th at this point, there's certainly some momentum going and we, we just love working with clients. So there's pieces of this that we'll probably have to get some help with, no question about it. But right now, you know, on the client side and, and being able to just chat with the guys, we've got a call this afternoon with the group. Uh, nice. That's what we love. So just being able to talk with what's working, what's not working, um, provide some information on some topics. And uh, just like you're doing here, sort through some of the noise. There's a lot of misinformation out there on on topics. And so we're just trying to simplify health and give, give people a clear path that hopefully they can use uh, for themselves maybe educate a few people that are, you know, in their, in their family and in their community along with. That's amazing, man. Um, visit their website to sign up. Um, there, there's a form to fill out at the very bottom brother, the number two brother, you.com. Chris Betcher, co-founder, brother to brother, man. I appreciate your time so much, bro. Ace man. It's been a pleasure. I appreciate having me on the sports pharmacy podcast. Hopefully we can do this again soon sometime. Yes, sir. I love to hear the growth coming from you guys and uh, give my man a follow. What is your Twitter follow? A Twitter handle? I'm at Chris Betcher nine on Twitter. And uh, don't don't be messed up too much. My last name, B-O-E-T-T-C-H-E-R. I'll make sure to put it in the, in the show notes. Chris Betcher, B-O-E-T-T-C-H-E-R. Uh, why'd you put the number nine at the end? Just for fun. To be honest, when I started the uh, when I started my Twitter thing, I was not planning on trying to grow. I was just uh, literally just consuming at that point. And uh, then, uh, you know, about a year later, things changed drastically. And I was like, 
do I start a new one or do I just roll with it? And I just decided to stick with it. Good idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I have the only reason I have Hamush nine as my, as my Twitter handles. I was like, Oh, the number nine. See right here. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, appreciate your time, man. Yeah, brother. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, consider giving us a five-star review anywhere that you get your episodes. Follow us at Sports Pharmacy Pod, as well as me, your host, at Dr. Mixalot. Join our Discord server for more interactions with me and fellow listeners. As always, stay well, stay hydrated, and I will catch you next time.